0: government shutdown. It's actually in its third day, but it looks like the Senate has reached a deal to reopen the government. We're going to get things uh, back rolling here pretty soon. The White House is going to hold a news conference also. We get, uh, expect to see Sarah Huckabee Sanders, obviously, but they said that the president is going to uh, also make some comments. We're not sure if he's going to do that in the, in the briefing room there or in some other venue, but um, we'll keep an ear out for those. There was a, a shooting today at a high school in Texas. Also, I don't know if you saw that. Fifteen-year-old was shot. They say a sixteen-year-old is in custody. So, uh, about twelve thirty, we're going to get on all a swamp watch. At one thirty, we're going to talk with Jason Nathanson about the SAG Awards last night, the Razzies, and Jennifer Lawrence. Why Jennifer Lawrence's nomination isn't sitting well with some people. And uh, what it all means, of course, for the Oscars coming up. Michelle just tweeted me, at Gary and Shannon, by the way, the show Intervention is doing an eight-episode special on the opioid addiction crisis, specifically in Georgia. Uh, And I am recording. I haven't watched it yet. I'm recording those because I want to watch all of them. Uh, But Michelle says it's absolutely fascinating and horrifying. So that should, uh, if you're interested in that, find out more information. It's uh, the Intervention. uh, It is Intervention, the name of the show. And uh, I think it's on TLC. All right. The uh, amazing story uh, in a negative way that came out of Riverside County over last week was the 13 children, some of them adults, who had been kept in a home there in Paris. Some of them shackled to their beds in absolutely horrifying, foul-smelling conditions. The... uh, Sheriff's Department was made aware of these kids when one of them, when a 17-year-old girl escaped from the house and called police using a deactivated cell phone. A 17-year-old who, when deputies showed up, they thought she was 10 because she and her brothers and sisters were so incredibly malnourished and mistreated that they did not look like their ages, uh, what they should look like at the ages that they were. Now there are sources that are close to the story that that have said that homicide detectives are in serious condition discussions sorry discussions to send cadaver dogs to investigate the house. The authorities want to know if there may have been other kids. And I have not yet seen a breakdown of the ages but there were enough kids And the ages were close enough together that it would almost be hard to fit in other kids. When I went through the Turpin family Facebook page the night that we found out all about this, there were some questions about, how could you have that many kids without having twins? And Louise Turpin would reply to these uh, comments and say, nope, these are not twins. They're all singletons. (laughs) Teresa Robinette is a sister of Louise Turpin. And Teresa is one of the ways that we can try to piece together what the hell happened to Louise before and after she met David and they started this family just absolutely to abuse and control these kids. Louise has been, or I should say Louise's sister, Teresa, has been giving interviews and has been very clear about her attitude towards her her sister, which includes things like She's dead to me. I don't want to have anything to do with her ever again.
1: Well, Louise no longer exists to me. Her and David are dead to me. I have, you know, the children. I hope that when they come out of from where they're at now, our hope is that they're all can lead some sort of normal or... Happy existence. Sure. Happy. That's they ne- uh, obviously, you know, have never known.
0: Ha- she better be careful, by the way, because I don't know if careful is the right word. The adult children don't appear to be able to take care of themselves, having lived in the conditions that they've lived in for so long. And I think everyone would agree that the best place for these kids would be to be together and maybe with family. So Teresa may be the one who gets a knock on the door soon. <clears throat> asking if she can take care of these kids. Now, she gave a little bit of insight into the broken mind that exists in Louise, her sister. And one of the things is, Louise was abused as a child.
1: I know that you saw Louise engaging in, sorry, oh, that's painful to talk about. It's the first time I've ever talked about it, so you know. Have you, have you outed publicly the man who, who did this? Uh, no. Um, it's always been a big secret in our family. And the adults in our family protected him because he was family. And there was so much that went on with that, uh, you know, but it was always a, a, a dark family secret that he did this.
0: All right. So Louise and Teresa and the other sister were all abused by this family member when they were kids. So there's there's one shred, there, there's one uh, thing that we know that went into Louise's brain early on that caused this brokenness, that caused her to to value the wrong things or to to have uh, skewed views of relationships and bonding, etc. It got even worse when David came into the picture because he was 10, 10 11 years older than she was. And was able to control her in certain ways. Listen to this story. Again, this is Teresa Robinette. This is Louise's sister talking with Megyn Kelly. Listen to how she described. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll play this. It's a little bit long, so I want to play it when we come back. She describes a story of David organizing a sexual tryst for his own wife with someone other than himself. It is a bizarre recollection for Louise's sister to know about and for her to tell us about. It's just I mean, as crazy as the story has gotten over the course of the week that we've known about this, getting into this past of these two is is disgusting. We'll play it for you when we come back. Gary and Shannon will continue. Yeah.
2: Oh, I've been shaking. I love it baby there's nothing holding me back you take me places that tear up my reputation manipulate my decisions baby there's nothing holding me back
0: gary and shannon this time every hour we tell you how you can win a thousand dollars your shot at one thousand dollars now Text the keyword LUCK to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and messaging rates apply. That's LUCK to 200-200. And don't forget, if you win, they will give you a phone call to let you know that you've won. But if you don't answer that phone, they're going to move on to somebody else who will. So you get a call in the next uh, hour or so from a number you don't recognize. You might want to pick it up because they may have a $1,000 for you on the other side. Also... We're going to be doing this all week. So every twenty, every hour, at about twenty minutes past, between five twenty in the morning with Jonesy and wake up call, all the way through Conway at six twenty, giving away a thousand dollars an hour. All right. We were talking about uh, Louise Turpin, the mom of this couple that just absolutely brutalized their children by starving them, chaining them to beds. Thankfully, the 17-year-old was brave enough to get out of the house, call authorities, if she even knew what she was doing specifically. They said that they had been so uninformed and uneducated about things. They didn't know what police officers were, some of the kids. They didn't know what medication was or pills were when asked if there was any medication in the house. The sister of Louise Turpin is the one who's giving us insight into what happened in Louise's brain. Teresa Robinette was on with Megyn Kelly and told this story of not only was she and Louise and this other sister abused, sexually abused by a family member when they were young, that when she met David, when Louise finally met David and ran off with him, they had a very weird Way of, uh, gosh, I don't even know how to striking out sexually, if that's the right word. Like that they didn't have enough adventure in their lives, so David decided to arrange a tryst.
1: She told me that her and David had met a man online from Huntsville, Alabama, and that they were on their way there to meet him, and that she was going to sleep with him, and that David was okay with that. All I know is that, because I told her I thought it was a mistake, that this was not, you know. And all that I know is that it did happen. She went to Hutzville, Alabama. David dropped her off. She met this man at a motel, slept with him. And what makes it even worse and even weirder is that exactly one year to the date of the anniversary that she did that, David, she called me and thought it was funny that David was taking her back to the exact same hotel room, the exact same hotel room. What? everything, uh, the exact same bed that she slept with this man in, so that David could sleep with her in the same bed.
0: Alright, so they just didn't, their brains didn't work. I'm not saying this is a defense. What they're accused of should be punished uh, with at least 94 years to life, I think is what the uh, we found out is possible for their, you know, 75 counts of, of torture and abuse and neglect. Uh he arranged for his wife to sleep with a dude because they didn't get out enough when they were young and then wants to mark that night with an anniversary in the same motel. Oh, and by the way, Huntsville, Alabama. Okay. To give you an idea of how depraved these people are, their kids were suffering apparently for years. But their dogs... We're just fine. The two dogs that they recovered from that house, they're fine. A couple of Maltese mixed dogs, each about a year old, one of them named Fluffy. Now, animal control officials, um, they're going to conduct a raffle to try to find a home for the dogs. They want them adopted together. You have to live in the city of Paris because they have to do a an inspection of your home to make sure it's suitable for dogs. So there's a place for you to apply. You have to do it by uh, by email, and the city of Paris. If you want it, you can you can email me or uh, tweet me, and I'll make sure that I get you that. But neighbors and officials are still troubled that no one took the time to say anything, even Teresa, even the sister knew that this guy was wacky. And she and her other sister that have been giving interviews, they have talked repeatedly about how we tried to get our our sister to let us talk to the kids. We wanted to FaceTime them, that their parents flew all the way out to California to meet their own grandkids and were turned away by David and Louise. But nobody thought that rose to a level of actually getting somebody involved, actually calling the authorities doing something as simple as a welfare check on this. There were uh, other horrors, by the way. You know, they lived in Texas before they moved out to California. Some of the people who described the home that they lived in in Texas, I said that the carpet looked like, it looked like if a carpet existed on the floor of a Civil War hospital, that's how dirty and disgusting it was. They moved out of a house into a trailer in the backyard because the house was becoming unlivable with their filth. And then the trailer, of course, becomes unlivable because of the filth. And somebody who walked through the trailer said it was waist deep in filth. Dead dogs and cats. The smell was rancid. Two chihuahuas, two chihuahuas who lived with the family, survived in that trailer by eating what? Eating what? Eating dirty... Diapers. When we come back, Dean Sharp is going to join us, the House whisper Tomorrow, the beginning of open enrollment for something called the Earthquake Brace and Bolt Program. We're going to sexy that up a little bit.
1: Not a yes, sir.
2: Not a follow-up. Fit the box, with the mold. Have a seat in the foyer.
0: Take a number. I was lightning before the Thunder. Thunder. Kerry and Shannon on this uh, Monday. Shannon's out today, but on uh, on Mondays at eleven thirty, we like to welcome in Dean Sharp, the House Whisperer. Here I am. Here I'm on uh, Home on Sunday mornings. You can follow him on Twitter at Home with Dean. Uh, let's talk about this earthquake brace and bolt program. I have I'm fascinated by earthquake retrofitting. Because I learned the term shear wall, I want to say, uh, well, when I moved into the house that we bought a year, now, almost almost two years ago now. Right. I had never heard of the term shear wall before. And it's such an important term. Let's try and explain it this morning. Quickly, If we yes, do nothing yeah. else. Shear wall. When you leave today, everyone will know what a shear wall is. I hope so. Okay. It's a little tricky to do over the radio. Okay, well, it's just the normal framing that you would find in your wall. Right. Two by so, fours, basically. So imagine this. Yeah. Imagine that. Here's the
2: need. Okay. Uh, houses are strong. But, he, you know, here's a practical rule. I say this on the show again and again and again. And just in life in general. This is a good philosophical life tip okay. for everybody. Dean's life All right. Are fit. you ready? Got it. Are you ready for yes. this?
0: Writing it down.
2: Go. Things that are strong can be very strong. Oh, my gosh. But very few things are strong in every way. Okay. Okay. So let's talk about the strength of a two by four stud wall, for instance. If you and I went down to Home Depot and we grabbed ourselves six two by four studs, just six, and a few nails, and we went back to your place and and got out on your driveway mm-hmm. with uh, the world's greatest hammer right. that you own, I love it. It would take us all of you know ten minutes to build a little four foot uh, long, uh, eight foot high stud wall now if all conditions were perfect we could set your car on top of that wall four studs a double top plate a single bottom plate four studs we could set your car on top of that wall and it would hold it because that wall is rated for actually a lot more weight than your car Okay. That's strong.
0: That's very strong. Okay. But it's
2: not strong in every way. Exactly. That's what we call that. just the dead weight of your car pressing straight down perfectly on those studs. That's what, in engineering terms, we call dead load. Just straight de- gravity pulling you straight down to the earth. But how confident would you feel walking up to that wall with your car balancing up there? Uh, not. Not great, right? And what if I stood at the end of that wall with your car up there... And I started pushing on it from the end, okay? <laughs> right. What's going to happen? The whole thing, especially where the, the studs are nailed into the top, the whole thing will kind of fold up and right. fall over. That's what we call lateral strength, which a 2 by 4 wall has zero of, okay? And that kind of strength, that kind of folding over from end to end is what a shear wall is for. Now, if we took those studs and we nailed onto one side a plywood skin, we just kind of skinned the wall and we had nails going up and down every stud and the top plate, that wall would become so rigid. Then you could walk up to it, even with your car up on top, and push on it and nothing would happen.
0: So the reason we have shear walls in our homes is to protect against that lateral load. Shear. It's a shear
2: load. Okay, that's Hence what they call the term, a load that's moving along the wall. surface uh, of, of,
0: of a wall is a shear load, not a dead load. Uh, but not all of my walls are going to have that extra layer of plywood underneath it. It's- no, that I mean, that would be great, but uh, it's
2: an unnecessary expense. So every home, modern home that's being built, has engineered into it from the engineer certain walls that are shear walls designed to resist that lateral load so that when the next big shaker hits – Uh, Any shaking from side to side is resisted and the house stays standing. Uh, The other issue with retrofitting a house seismically is whether your house is actually bolted to the foundation, the concrete underneath, because not all earthquakes shake us from side to side. Some of them bounce
0: us. Now, when when was bolting the the walls to your foundation? When was that common? Were they doing that in the 50s and 60s, or was it much later some, than that? Some, yes, yeah, some. There the were some, some that had, okay. Some
2: in the 50s and 60s, uh, because it, it's it's a really efficient way of just bolting. Because in the 50s and 60, 60s, post-World War II, we started using slabs in California, big time. Not so many raised foundations where you have a subfloor crawl space underneath your house. That's mostly, not all, but mostly pre-World War II building. It's a great way to build, by the way. It's just more expensive, so... Uh, after world war ii with the mass housing development we switched to the cheap stuff uh so and there's nothing wrong with the slab but the the fact of the matter is that back then it was really just the practical matter of bolting the house down it wasn't so seismically oriented we weren't really thinking earthquakes that has evolved through the years that's evolved and it's still evolving our understanding of how to to uh engineer a house best for earthquakes it's changing slowly but surely all the time. And we learn after changes. every earthquake, Yes, right? after every – back uh, – if you've been a Southern California resident long enough, back uh, at the Silmar quake way back in the day was 70 mm-hmm. – 70, 70 or 71. 70 or 71. Anyway, I was very young. Um, <laughs> <laughs> young enough to remember it. Uh, but after that, what was the le- the main lesson that we learned in L.A.? We had to stop building things out of unreinforced brick and concrete. Right, But the Northridge quake, the Northridge quake, that's the one that really got our attention that said, listen, uh, foundation retrofitting
0: and shear walls. The shear wall codes jumped sky high after the Northridge quake. My house was built after the Northridge. My house was built, I want to say, in 99. So my, wood, my house does shape. have that stuff. And As, as long, long as you I, haven't altered it. With, i haven't touched it you okay can. <laughs> so uh so you're in good shape and it's in a stick
2: frame house by the way is a great house to live through an earthquake in because it gives a little bit because it actually absorbs it bends like the reed Whoa. instead of the
0: mighty oak you know snapping in the wind and we talked about the the difference between screws and nails for just that purpose i mean n- not that it is necessarily why we use nails instead of screws when we're framing houses, but it's definitely a benefit is that the nails can be – They can bend. They can can flex flex some where screws are very brittle and they snap. Again, not everything is
2: strong all in the same way. So screws have this great hold-down value, but they don't have a good flex value.
0: Well, when we come back, I want to talk more specifically about what this earthquake brace and bolt program is and how it is that people can actually get up to $3,000 towards their own earthquake retrofit. If exactly, say It's starting tomorrow. And it starts tomorrow, January twenty third. 2030. How do often start? do I get to come on with breaking news? I, it's great. Never. You are very excited. This is a first. Um, 1971, Silmar Earthquake. Okay. Uh, February 9th. So we're almost 47. Uh, is that 47? 47 years after that. Yeah. All right. Dean Sharp has joined us, the House Whisperer. We'll talk more about this uh, earthquake retrofitting and how the state is giving you money to help Get Your House More Code Compliant. We'll talk about that when we continue with Gary and Shannon. Gary and Shannon. Shannon's out today on this Monday, January 22nd. We're going to do trending stuff at the top of the hour, including... The big story out of Washington, D.C., that the Senate has finally reached a deal to reopen the government. I mean, it wasn't a what was anywhere near as long as the government shut down from 2013, but still significant that we got to that point. So talk about that also in Swamp Watch. But Dean Sharp, the House Whisperer, has joined us, host of Home, right here on Sunday mornings on KFI. Isn't the government closed on the weekend anyway? Right, I don't think this... I mean, and and everybody who sat up and watched those football games, I mean, what, they were... They were up until 11 o'clock last night anyway and had yeah. a couple of beers and probably didn't want to go to work today anyway. So don't no, no Get an extra day off. Um, we're talking about the Earthquake Brace and Bolt program from the state. And this is an opportunity for you to actually get incentive money to make your home more code compliant when it comes to seismic retrofitting. So let's go through the, what does it take to qualify For this earthquake,
2: brace, and bolt money. Okay, so first of all, just FYI on timing. Yeah. Funds are limited. I think the state has apportioned about $6 million for this, if I am correct about that. Something in that area. And uh, it's going out in chunks of, at the most, $3,000 apiece to homeowners. Enrollment... It's kind of like, you know, when you were signing up to uh, maybe get a credit for tearing out your lawn kind of right, thing. okay. So enrollment starts tomorrow on the 23rd, and it will last through February 23rd, one month, and it's done. And in that amount of time, they are anticipating distributing all the funds. So if you qualify, uh, now is the time to uh, be ready to enroll starting tomorrow. Okay. Anyway. Uh, It is there's 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 a number of qualifications for this. Number one, you have to live in a certain uh, zip code Uh, and it's not the neighborhood or the city. It's specifically the zip code, the way the state has set this out. Number two, your house has to be uh, older than uh, 1979 because 79 forward. There are mm, sufficient uh, seismic codes uh, as far as construction at that time that uh, don't require this kind of retrofitting. Okay. But you remember the example that we talked about of shear wall last uh, segment? That whole idea of a wall with a lot of weight on it uh, that's just a two-by-four wall. There are a lot of uh, raised foundation houses. That means a house with a, with a where the first floor is not a slab, but has a crawl space under it. There are a lot of those houses in Southern California still that don't have concrete stem walls going all the way up to where the actual floor starts, but the concrete is still low in the ground and there is a short two-by-four wall, less than four feet tall, but it's primarily made of two-by-fours or two-by-sixes, a wood frame wall without that kind of shear bracing or bolts into the uh, concrete footing below. Those are specifically the houses that this program is really targeting for retrofit because that's a lot of house sitting up on, a, a a great foundation as far as the dead load but not good when it comes to the lateral seismic load so that house starts shaking and the whole house just slides off the foundation off to the side and because that little wall would it would buckle cl- yeah it would just buckle cripple and we wall, can all right and, that's what that's called yes a, a cripple wall. and so uh it's not that difficult to reinforce that wall in most cases uh homeowners if they want to DIY this themselves, they want to get in, and do it carefully and do it accordingly, you pull a permit and you get it inspected. Uh, you can easily do this for most houses for less than three thousand uh, dollars. If you're hiring a contractor, it varies and anywhere from you know twenty five hundred up to seven grand, depending on how difficult the, the situation is. But the point is, it's chump change in compared to having your entire house uh, fall <laughs> slide, <laughs> off the slide off the foundation
0: yeah. because there's no coming back from that. There is no coming back from that. Do you have any idea how the state determines how much money you get? Is it based on the size of your house or the amount of work that has to be done? Or you know both? what? I'm going to be finding that out. Okay. Uh, Sunday's show is
2: actually going to be themed, Caring for an Aging Home. I'm actually going to do an interview with a representative from the Earthquake Bracebolt oh, okay, uh, program. And uh, we're going to try and get into those details. But there is a means by which they do an evaluation on it. Uh, but from what I've heard from years past because this is not the first year of the program, that uh, people are pretty satisfied with the way their homes are being evaluated.
0: Good. Well, we've got the information uh, up on our website. If you go to kfiam640.com, use the keyword Gary and and There's links there where you can find those um, the zip codes that you were talking about in the specific areas that would qualify. A bunch throughout L.A. Uh, and Southern California. So those The are- website
2: is really straightforward it's very informative it's very straightforward it's a it's a great resource to go to and check it out
0: excellent and then follow Dean of course at at home with Dean spell it all out and there'll be more information and on Sunday Sunday more information about this program
2: right uh, because caring for an aging home seismic retrofitting is one concern but there are things like old electrical insufficient insulation there's all sorts of things for an aging home you think about it geez our homes they're getting older now Southern California used to be, yeah, every, everything in SoCal is new, but most of the building in SoCal happened post-World War II in the decade and a half or so afterwards. You think about that, and it's, you know, 60, 70 years past now.
0: So we're getting up there, Gary. still some beautiful old homes out there. That Oh, there are. Extraordinary stuff. Mm, extraordinary. makes me want to whisper to them. Such a pretty house. <laughs> Thank you, Dean. You're welcome, sir. We'll come back. We'll do trending and Swamp Watch at 1230. Alex Stone's actually going to join us in the 1 o'clock hour. We're going to get an update on the Highway 101 reopening through Montecito. That's all coming up on Gary and Shannon.